Hello and welcome to Mag Heroes, a show about magazines and the people who make them. I'm Dan Rowden, founder of Magpile and Subsail. In this episode, we hear from Ben Mervis, founder and editor of FAIR. Each issue, Ben and his team travel to a new city, like Seoul, Helsinki and Glasgow, and explore its culture and history through food. Listen on to hear Ben explain where the idea for the magazine came from, how he picks the cities for each issue, and how he keeps the magazine so consistent even as they travel the world. Another of my magazine-related projects is Subsale, an e-commerce platform built specifically for indie publishers looking to sell and manage subscriptions. As a key part of any magazine business, subscriptions generate consistent and reliable income while also creating a community of committed readers around your magazine. You can start using Subsale for free, but if you then use the code HERO28 when you start your monthly plan, you'll get 10% off for life. For reals. Go to subsale.com to find out more about the platform and start your account today. That's S-U-B-S-A-I-L.com. Right, let's go on with this, shall we? Hi Ben, how's it going? Hi Dan. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. You're great. Um so you used to be based in Glasgow, based on uh, when I last talked to you, <laughs> but now you're in London? Yep, that's true. I moved down to London over the summer from Glasgow uh, to work on a new book. Okay. Um, yeah. um, and you're, you're not originally from Glasgow, is that right? No, I'm uh, American, but yeah. I've spent the last... Uh, Glasgow's been my home for the last decade or so. Okay, I can hear it in your accent. <laughs> It's quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes in and out. <laughs> um, so what what brought you to um, the UK in the first place? I did a, um, I did a study exchange year. And oh, within, okay. within two weeks, I'd really just fallen in love with, with, um, with Glasgow. Hmm. I think that it was, uh, as, a, as a younger teenager, I had done one of these teen trips where you're with 50, 60 other, well, in our case, Americans. Okay. And I, um, and I, of, of um, Oxford, Florence, and Paris, those were the three places that we went to. I okay. liked Oxford the most. <laughs> um, and so later, when I was applying to study abroad, um, that was, the, I wanted to go to the UK. And then it just mm. ended up uh, happening to be Scotland and, and Glasgow that I ended up, which was fortuitous because... I'm not sure I would have had the same affinity for the country this time around had it been anywhere else. Yeah, right. um, well, yeah, let's talk fair, your magazine, yeah, like absolutely. loosely based around food. Mm-hmm. Um, what it started, what year was it? Was it 2017, the first yeah. issue? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for anyone who has not seen or read fair, how would you uh, introduce the magazine? Fair is um, ostensibly a um, city culture magazine, but the way that we look at um, cities and the way that we tend to explore them is through food. So it's not just food for its own sake, it's food as a means of um, exploring and getting to know the people and the place. Um, I think it's for 
the sort of reader who um, I don't I, I suppose a, a sort of food tourist in in some sense someone who's when they travel is really um, very curious about the food and very interested to try it but then also has these much wider set of interests um, so we have pieces that in our magazine that are about the history that are just about um, music and uh, different crafts and locally important kind of social issues and quirks of the city that don't relate uh, much or at all to food um, but like I said it is at the end of the day a food focused uh, travel magazine um, in this case looking at one city's culture in each issue mm. um, yeah it's a, it's a concept that I think works really well and you executed brilliantly on it um, yeah the first issue was about Istanbul and mm. it's not a place I've been to but reading the magazine makes me want to go there um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I think I think using food is kind of like the I don't know the common thread of Explore, well, just going around a uh, city and yeah, exploring it through food is like a brilliant idea, and it works really well. Um, do you, yeah. you have a background in food before, like from before the yeah. magazine? Well, sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, I worked in um, in in Copenhagen for um, a few years, and and still am associated with some restaurants um, in Europe. Um, and in Copenhagen was working uh, for for one restaurant in particular so um, uh, yeah so probably since 2015 so about six years I've been involved in food um, and and uh, before that was kind of deeply enmeshed in academia and um, history and so okay. forth um, I guess so what made you uh, well, what was kind of like the initial idea behind making a magazine was it that you wanted to make a magazine about food or was it the food kind of working in food made you think maybe a magazine would be a good project? Um, so when I left academia, I wanted to do something much more relatable. And I started this like glorified blog, this online arts music culture website. Uh, I called it a magazine at the time. It doesn't exist anymore. The domain okay. expired. But uh, so you can't, you can't look it up. But um, I would interview artists and musicians and uh, different pop culture kind of figures and I was sort of trying to find myself at that point and that was my way of doing it and I, I didn't quite relate with the subject material even though I thought it was cool um, and so later on as I was exploring print magazines more and kind of getting into that world quite casually um, this was like 2014, 2015. Um, I, um, I just gradually became obsessed with the idea of doing my own print magazine instead of, um, instead of something digital. I wanted to do something uh, tangible. And I just figured <laughs> I would research all the ones that I liked out there and then build my own. Um, initially, it would be a history magazine, okay. but for many different reasons, it kind of uh, became food. And what kind of magazines were you looking at back then for like inspiration? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it started. So I kind of was turned on to uh, the, this niche of indie magazines via um, 
a sort of unlikely source. It was uh, the the head of a of a Danish fashion brand. I was applying for I don't know what sort of position with him, and he looked at my CV and he saw that I had done this quote unquote magazine, and he was asking me about all these other print magazines. So I, you know, got a bunch of names from him, and then I just dove in and kind of looked at everything that was out there and then that kind of I was coming up with ideas for him and exploring this niche and it never became anything at all but that familiarized got I got the chance to familiarize myself with what was out there um, so in the early days it was I was really just familiarizing myself with some magazines that are now ubiquitous but back then were probably still just kind of like becoming well-known, like Kinfolk and Serial and whatnot. And then over time, um, once once you kind of have gone, okay, that's like, they're the, they're the big hitters. What is What are the other interesting, like, younger magazines that are going on? And I remember really liking um, what were big ones for me. I mean, the, the, I, I dove really deep in. I mean, it was, in the beginning, it was sort of a slow trickle, and then I just <laughs> dove really deep in and, and there were so many magazines, but I remember uh, certain ones kind of like opening my eyes to what the medium could be. Um, I really liked uh, um, I really liked Benji Newman. I really liked Buffalo Zine when I picked it up for the first time. I really liked um, obviously Lucky Peach is, is was a little bit a different angle, but in terms of food magazines, really appreciated Lucky Peach, The Gourmand. Um, and uh, boat, which has a, which is a similar vibe to to my own magazine. Um, so those those were some of the ones that I was looking at. But I became very much a collector. Yeah. So I had I had about sixty or seventy different mm. titles. That's, how did you translate what you were finding in these magazines into your own magazine? If this was like the first thing or the first magazine that you'd ever made was it easy to put everything together or did it take time or like how, how did you find that first issue um the first issue or, or coming up with the concept of the mag maybe just yeah the first issue how did you like practically go about uh like producing that mm. well i had wanted to do a magazine that took on one subject and that you could feel I suppose I'm, I'm I'm quite a literal person and I want something tangible I'm maybe not the best with uh, a loose theme to issues of a magazine so um, I liked the idea of a city because I felt that a, a city you could get this achievable sense that after one issue you've gotten to know a place and you've gotten to feel something of it and it and you're kind of, it's, it's a, yeah, like I said, an achievable um, aim for one issue, uh, but yeah, so I just, I just kind of dove in with Istanbul. I mean, it was the place that had impressed me the most that I'd been to, maybe ever, uh, besides Copenhagen up to that point, and I um, had some connections with with friends who lived there, and then it just sort of. I mean, to take uh, the phrase that uh, a friend and colleague of mine at that time was, was saying, he was just saying, you know, build the, 
build the rocket ship while you're flying it. <laughs> um, so it's very much um, figuring things out on the go and just looking at the way other people had done things, knowing that within this uh, kind of niche field, there were a lot of self-starters and people who were doing this DIY and having no experience either in journalism or in design or whatever it was, and that I could... Um, you know, it was it was possible for me to make a similar magazine. I, I could follow their examples and um, do something of my own. Mm. Uh, so the first issue was right, Istanbul, as, you, as mm -hmm. we talked about already. Um, then you chose Helsinki, which was, yeah. I mean, brilliant for me. Um, <laughs> my wife is Finnish, and I lived in in Helsinki um, for yeah, six years in total. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, it was really cool to see someone tackle the city and its food because yeah it's quite unlike most cities in Europe like food wise mm -hmm. um, so after that you then went to uh, Charleston America yep and since then you've been to Seoul mm -hmm. um, how do you pick these places do you are there places that you've been like Istanbul over time or are there places that you've wanted to go to are there places that you know people in mm. like they live there already What's the kind of criteria you use to select the cities? So it's it's actually a bit of a mix. Um, Istanbul and Helsinki and obviously Glasgow, I had been to before and was very interested in covering. And then uh, Seoul and Charleston and Tbilisi were all cities that I wanted to go to and hadn't been to. Um, and what I want is to curate a kind of series of cities that are all quite different from each other. And so after I did Istanbul, I was thinking, Ooh, where could be cool? Maybe Lisbon or something like that. And I just mm. felt that Lisbon would be too similar in terms of the feel to Istanbul. I wanted a city that would be so different. Uh, so whereas Istanbul was old and grand, Helsinki was more youthful with a completely different culture and, and set of influences, and um, and uh, I really like that. So I've just kind of followed that going from there to Charleston to Seoul. I mean, those first four <laughs> cities are massively different. Yeah. Um, over time, there are definitely limitations. Um, I mean, th this is something we're thinking about daily now is, is um, how do we, because I, I have a day job and, and there's no one else who's working on this magazine when I'm not working on it. So right. how do you... Um, how can we do cities that are outside of Europe without a crazy travel budget, which we don't have? We sort of rely on uh, getting a sponsorship deal. Um, so it, 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 it changes over time. Um, but I like, ultimately, I really like shining a light on cities that don't get covered. And that's been something of mine since the start. I sort of felt like, why, why cover somewhere that's been done so many times? Why not, you know shine a light on cities that deserve coverage. And, and to be completely honest, I, I love this idea so much that if I had, I mean, if, if the magazine business model was more lucrative and this was really self-sustaining um, in a more profound sense, then I would be doing cities even more, I would be really challenging this model and doing cities that really from an outsider's perspective don't feel like they deserve 
to be covered at all. I think that mm. I think that Glasgow was met with a little bit of resistance when I uh, decided to do that because people thought, well, why Glasgow for food? But I think that you know it it, it deserved its place in that series, and I think that finding uh, ways to access local culture through food doesn't depend on that city having incredible food culture or incredible food itself and and there are many things to food that are amazing that aren't aren't so much the depth or the quality of it if that makes sense yeah um so yeah because because obviously i'm from england and glasgow isn't that kind of far away but still reading a magazine about a city that is probably quite familiar to me if I went. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still really interesting to, to read through that issue because it's somewhere I've never been and it, it could be in anywhere else. It, it kind of lines up in those issues that you talked about because you, you covered the city with the culture like through food, but you're still kind of exploring a city that I've never been to and it's really interesting still reading through that, that issue. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to ask why... Why did you wait until issue four to do Glasgow? Um, because a lot of uh, magazines who do kind of uh, a place will tend to do one that either they live in or they've like very familiar with in first mm-hmm. to kind of maybe make it a bit easier. So I was wondering why why you waited until issue four to do Glasgow. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite funny actually. A lot of People said that starting with Istanbul was a bad idea, <laughs> which was okay. which which was funny because ultimately it's um, uh, besides besides the Glasgow issue, it's been our best selling so mm. far, um, Istanbul. So and and it has been and was sold out and then reprinted uh, because okay. it was so much in demand. Yeah. Uh, so that that I found quite funny, but I think that that was a matter of just wanting to. Um, feel confident within our voice and um, to expand on our audience. Um, and it felt that that w- Glasgow was somewhere that I wanted to do eventually. Um, and I was, I mean, I'm very, very happy that we've done it. I think it was just finding the right, when would be the right time to do it. I mean, some, I, I would like to do one day, I would like to do an issue on Copenhagen and really have a have a completely different um, kind of a, um, a narrative kind of to that issue than most people's narratives on Copenhagen because uh, having lived there I just think that there's so much more to the city that's not just this like super immaculately curated um, collection of designer kind of tips and lifestyle um, aesthetics and food and whatever and I I thought that there's you know there's different ways of showing the place and I like that kind of um, idea I suppose I'm digressing a little bit but um, yeah I've I've wanted to do cities that are meaningful to me but I think just finding the right time um, I suppose Copenhagen would be the, the, the last one that I kind of have something to say but haven't said it yet um, but yeah, I think and, that waiting for several issues to get to Glasgow was a good decision. I think that early on it might have been um, premature. I don't know if I knew yet what I wanted to say about the city. Okay. Interesting. Um, 
And we, uh, you mentioned earlier about um, going to each city. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually go, don't you, to each place? Um, and you research beforehand? Yep. Probably quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you find people in the cities um, before you go to kind of help produce content or help you f- find pieces of content to cover? Or is it more like you go there and explore while you're there? Um, and also, yeah, what's how? What's your kind of team of collaborators or contributors like in each place? Mm. So we, um, it's a mix of everything, to be honest. Um, we, uh, it will usually start with myself, um, and I will be researching just very, very, I might start with, with a Wikipedia if I'm really not familiar with the city. And mm. just noting different things that interest me, just diving down a deep hole of, um, surfing from article to article um, on Wikipedia, on other sites, just mainstream media or smaller kind of stuff and just seeing what's out there, what interests me, uh, what really grabs my attention and then looking for locals, local um, potential local contributors, people who uh, might know the city quite well and then establishing contact with them directly and looking to see if they would kind of have some sort of a role helping us around the city um, when we get there. And and I think that that's been really useful thus far. Um, it's, it's totally different with every issue, though, because I would say that with, um, with Istanbul, with Helsinki, to some extent with Charleston, but, but not as much, uh, with Seoul... With, with actually many of the issues, I would say most but not all, we had friends or friends of friends who were really connected and could help be our kind of gateway with the issue. Ultimately, we, we usually are pushed in different directions by, uh, by a number of people, but there will be, there's sometimes uh, someone who can help us out and kind of be a main kind of connector um, on the ground and uh, with the last three issues it's been myself and my art director Rick who head out to the city um, the okay. last three issues being Glasgow Tbilisi and the next one um, which we've already started on research for and we all um, will go together or we'll go in kind of stages but before that it was just myself and the photographers um, and Rick had to stay at home. <laughs> uh, the photos is something I also wanted to mention. Is that your? I think the photography is what ties the issues so well together. Even though they're obviously about totally different places and cultures and food and stuff. Mm-hmm. The yes, the the photography. I'm guessing. I mean, I know that you've used the same photographer at least a few issues. Uh, but is I mean that seems like a key aspect of the magazine along with its design like the covers the same as well to kind of keep a cohesive like set of um of issues even though they're about totally different places yeah and um one thing that i've we have um worked quite well we've worked with uh liz seabrook on every issue besides uh charleston um and at that time that was just a 
we couldn't afford to send someone to the U.S. at last mm. minute because our uh, city choice changed up. Um, we needed to cha- basically change our entire plans within 24 hours, so it was um, right. not really feasible. <laughs> and um, so what we ended up doing since then is is we work with uh, we've worked with Liz, and then from the Glasgow issue, we've worked with Sam Harris as well, and uh, we really like them both as people and as collaborators and photographers. So um, we've wanted to kind of keep them on and uh, yeah, and have this like consistency between the issues. And we really like the work that they do. Also, it's, mm. it's great to have this feeling of they understand the mag, we understand them, they understand us. We, we kind of all know what we're looking for. And I think growing as a, as a team really works uh, because when I set up the mag and had this idea of okay, we're going to put together an entirely new team every single issue. It just, yeah. it's 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 doable if that's your only job. <laughs> but finding people who are amazingly talented in every city, and if you're doing these kind of, um, uh, I, I suppose I'm going to call it B-list cities, but the cities that might not be the capital. They might be a cultural center, but they might not be the capital of their respective country. And uh, for instance, in Charleston, it's really difficult to find um, t- local talent that was of the level that we wanted because it just wasn't, I mean, Istanbul was easier and, and sometimes it's a little bit easier to find them, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a difficult game. So having uh, collaborator, collaborators that we really like working with and we like building this relationship with um, is something that we've grown a lot more comfortable with and we still um, we still change it up each issue and get other photographers and, and uh, rotating cast of illustrators and obviously totally different writers but like having a little bit of um, continuity between issues in terms of that uh, visual aesthetic yeah yeah, it, it works really well. Um, when can we expect the next issue? Uh, I think that it's going to be a little bit earlier this year than past years. It should be out in um, May. It should be out in okay. late, mid, late May, I think. Okay, Hopefully. and uh, you, you haven't been to the place yet? Is that right? I have, actually. I you have, have been. been to the place. And I, mm. have, uh, and I will be going back in a couple okay. weeks. So I suppose if, if you're eagle-eyed, you can... Keep an eye out on. Um, I didn't. I didn't post any pictures last time on my actual Instagram, but I posted them to my Instagram story. So, um, oh, okay. So you can kind of deduce yeah. from that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, well, good luck with the next issue. Um, I look forward to it. Obviously, as always. Um, thanks for coming on for a thanks chat. For having me. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for having me and speak to you soon. A big thank you to you for listening and thanks again to Ben for the chat. Go check out FAIR at fairmag.com. Listen to previous Mag Heroes episodes at magheroes.net or search Mag Heroes in your favourite podcast app. Make sure you subscribe to get future episodes which come out every two weeks. Follow me at Dan's Mags on Instagram to see which indie mags I'm reading and enjoying. I'll see you on Instagram or back here in a couple of weeks. Cheers. Cheers.